Welcome to the Possibility Podcast. I'm Mel Schwartz, your host and thought provocateur. I've been practicing psychotherapy for well over 20 years. During that time, I've been so fortunate to witness countless breakthroughs while working with people, whether one-on-one, as a speaker, in professional trainings, or in workshops. The insights that I've garnered have inspired me to write over a hundred articles and several books, including the companion title to this podcast, The Possibility Principle, which you can find wherever books are sold. On this and every episode, I'll be introducing new ways of thinking, relating, and communicating to help you truly thrive in your life, to reach the possibilities that you may long for. Think of this as a new game plan for living. Thanks for enjoying my emerging community of possibility seekers, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. In today's episode, we're going to explore the consequences, the damage, the unintended consequences of what goes unsaid. As a culture, we've been indoctrinated to think about, consider, and at times even fret, making a mistake. What is a mistake? It's what we think the consequences will be of something we say or do in action. We focus on the consequences of our actions, but we pay very little attention and most cases, no attention at all to the consequences of what we don't do, and in particular for this episode, in regard to what we don't say. In my work as a couples therapist, I typically work with couples and see them individually as well. This allows me to have so much more insight as to what makes up the life story and the narrative of each individual so I can help facilitate growth and emergence in the relationship as a couple. So on untold occasions, untold numbers of occasions, when I'm working alone with one individual, they may say something favorable, complimentary about their partner or their spouse. And I'll respond often by asking them, that's great. I'll ask, did you share that with your husband? Did you share that with your wife? Did you say that to your boyfriend or girlfriend? I am really having a difficult time remembering occasions in which anyone has ever responded with, yes, in fact, I did. I found that such a quizzical thing, such an oddity. We're so quick to share our criticisms with each other, yet when we feel good, favorable, thankful, kindly toward the other, we become mute. We don't share with the other the positive feelings. What do you think happens to the energy of relationship when we share the critical and we reserve and don't share the positive? Imagine how draining that is on a relationship. In this case, we're looking at the impact and the negative effect of what happens when we don't share the positive. Now, why don't we? Well, in part, it's our cultural indoctrination to not share positive with each other, yet that runs contrary to what we experienced when we first met. If we're talking about romantic relationship, falling in love was certainly a process similar 
to sharing positive feelings and thoughts with each other. But once the relationship becomes secure, for some reason, we become uncomfortable with sharing positive. On deeper and more complex levels, silence and what we don't share can lead to a block, to a wall that emotional intimacy and emotional fidelity can't climb over. That silence betrays the opportunity for a relationship to prosper. We have so many reasons for why we don't share what we do. I wrote an article many years ago called Silence, a Relationship Killer, in which I suggested that silence is used in many ways. One of the ways is to punish the other. Typically, people who can be angry and manipulative and aggressive may use silence as a punishing technique. But very often, silence plays out on much more innocuous or seemingly innocuous levels. Let me give you an example. I'm working with a married woman, middle-aged woman, who has a hard time, a challenging time, sharing her feelings. She has battles and struggles with her self-worth. And as a child, she was raised to really focus on what others thought of her and to try not to upset others. Because she has been uncomfortable expressing her needs and her wants with her husband, she resorts to silence about that. She recently had some surgery done, which was not anything threatening. It was elective surgery, but nevertheless, the recovery was a bit painful. She shared with me that she was upset with her husband because her husband hadn't checked in and asked her day after day how she was feeling, how her recovery was going. They both lived in the same household. They shared the same bedroom, but he didn't inquire. And she shared with me that that bothered her. And I asked her, why didn't she share that with her husband? Well, she was afraid. She was afraid of how she would come across, of what he might think of her. So her frustration and low-level resentment grew because she didn't tell him that it was troubling her or bothering her. When we resort to silence, the things that trouble us and bother us about others take on a life of their own. They become self-fulfilling prophecies, and they become frozen in time. You see, there's no opportunity for resolution. There's no opportunity for a breakthrough in the relationship. Silence in that manner is also controlling. By not sharing with the other what's troubling you or bothering you, there's no opportunity for them to appreciate, empathize, care, shift, grow, learn. The whole relationship begins to stagnate. In this case, if she had thoughtfully shared with her husband how she felt, he might have taken a moment to reflect and consider, yeah, that wasn't thoughtful of me. Or he might have said to her, you know, in the past, whenever I've done that, you've shut me down. You've told me you're fine, so I learned not to go there. Then she could see her role in this. But not sharing it blocks the opportunity for growth. See, relationships are really a dance of intimacy, so to speak. It's not a straight, linear pathway, but when we resort to silence, when we have thoughts like, it won't matter to her, or he won't care, or I know what he'll say, and we resort to silence, reality becomes blocked and frozen. There's no opportunity for growth. 
there's no opportunity for new possibilities to occur in a relationship. Unresolved feelings then continue to simmer, and they take on a life force of their own. And they play out in one form or the other through hostile feelings, aggressiveness, moodiness, depression. And by the way, if you suffer from anxiety, despair, or depression, and some pieces of it have to do with your own unresolved feelings, how's that going to work out for you if you don't find your voice and share your feelings with the other? Relationships need to embrace and welcome upset or challenging feelings. Only by welcoming those upset feelings is there an opportunity to move to a higher level of understanding, to express compassion and empathy, and allow the relationship to evolve. Silence is a relationship killer. Silence stagnates relationships. Think of a relationship as an unfolding, emerging partnership where there are peaks and valleys, but they vacillate. Silence obscures the ability of the relationship to unfold and to emerge. And on an individual level, silence stifles your own voice. It isn't healthy. Now, in the circumstance whereby you are predicting how the other person is going to respond to what you have to say, and that comes up often, well, we can find new ways of saying it. Remember, as I've shared in previous episodes, don't make objective statements and don't begin your sentence with the word you. Speak to your feelings. Start with, may I tell you how I'm feeling? Or I don't want you to be reactive or defensive, so I'm not sure how to say this, but I'm going to give it my best try. In other words, you invite the other person in to a discussion and a dialogue with you. The consequences of what goes unsaid are damning. Let's look at another aspect of this problem. Many times, working with couples in long-standing relationship, I take a look at their conflict, and I begin to understand the source of the conflict. And the source lies in the fact that when two people have differing expectations about how things should be, about how their marriage should be, some particular parts of their marriage, when their expectations are different, that becomes cause for battle, for emotional injury, for fighting. This is due to the fact that early on, hopefully at the start of a relationship, there would be discussion around a shared vision. What would we like our life to look like? If we're going to have children, what are our parenting beliefs? Where would we like to live? What kind of qualities of life would we like to have? What is our work-life relationship? These are all absolutely essential qualities to be discussing early on, what I call shared vision. And in my first book, The Art of Intimacy, The Pleasure of Passion, I speak to the value and the importance of shared vision. Here's what happens when we don't have those discussions. Years later, well into the relationship, we end up doing battle. We had different childhoods, raised in different families, and we may have grown up differently. And our parents may have had differing values about raising children. But we never discuss that, or we rarely do. And instead, we get into conflict about how children should be raised. Well, that conflict could be avoided 
or overcome or at least mitigated if early on we discussed with each other before becoming parents, how should we raise children? What are our philosophies about child rearing? And these shared expectations around all aspects of life, when they aren't articulated, when we default to silence and don't discuss them, most assuredly are going to result in conflict and disturb the tranquility and the health of a relationship. A lack of shared vision ends or results in conflict. Again, the damage done by what we don't say. So think about this. When is the last time you shared with your children, your spouse, your partner, your parents, maybe even your closest friends, an authentic compliment, a warm feeling? And if you honestly say to yourself, I can't recall, then you've defaulted to silence and the silence that erodes the quality of your relationship. On the other hand, if you have hurt feelings that go unexpressed, think of it as a wall going up between the two of you, brick by brick and row by row. There's no opportunity for resolution, for rethinking the relationship, for seeing each other differently if silence is the way you deal with feelings. Again, the way through this is share your feelings. Don't share facts. And ultimately, the key message, as always, is to ask the other, do you care how I feel? That will penetrate the battle over right versus wrong. Don't get distracted. Stay with the key. Do you care how I feel? But to express your feelings requires finding your voice. Do not retreat to silence. Thank you, folks. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And stay tuned for more on this and other subjects coming soon. Be well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Possibility Podcast with me, Mel Schwartz. To learn more about this topic and related subjects, please be sure to check out The Possibility Principle, my book at thepossibilityprinciple.com. I always welcome and look forward to your feedback. Please leave a comment at the show notes for this episode at melschwartz.com slash podcast, or simply send me an email at mel at melschwartz.com. You can also use that email address if you'd like to be a caller on a future show and have a topic you'd like me to discuss. If you never want to miss an episode, find The Possibility Principle in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and be sure to hit that subscribe button. You'll get new episodes as soon as they are released. And if you know anyone who might benefit from The Possibility Podcast, please tell them about the show. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have a great day, and keep summoning up those new possibilities. Thank you.